Today is the very last day that I will ever be in my 60s. It sounds terribly strange to be turning 70, but not nearly as scary as acknowledging that tomorrow I'll be entering my eighth decade. Based on my 60s and every other decade I've been through, there are scary times ahead. But based on my 60s and every other decade I've been through, there should also be lovely, exciting times ahead. When I started thinking about it, I realized that my 60s have been my most wonderful decade so far. The Cubs won the World Series, something that had never happened before since my grandpa was a little boy. I'm having more fun with bird photography than I ever thought possible. I just got a mirrorless camera with a 100 to 500 millimeter lens that is lighter weight than my old camera with the 100 to 400 lens. But so far, that slightly reduced weight hasn't mattered much. Even in my dotage, my ankle, knee, elbow, and shoulder joints are hanging in there, allowing me to lug the camera pretty much everywhere, taking photos photos and videos of my new baby grandson, as well as of birds. Speaking of which, even though I had no experience with being a grandmother for almost 69 years, I seem to be adapting well to the novel situation. I'm having so much fun with the little guy. He can't be vaccinated so far, so protecting him from COVID has been tricky, but I seem to have lucked into, so far, a best-case scenario. My daughter and son-in-law came to live with us in April 2020, had their baby here and now have bought a house right here in Duluth just seven minutes away. I'm providing child care five days a week while they work from home now. It's been wonderfully gratifying getting to introduce Walter to birds, squirrels, and other natural beings. I was in my 20s when I first started birding. That first decade, much of the joy went far beyond seeing so many birds for the very first time. It was a whole new world of discovery. Even the mammals I'd known for a long time were suddenly new. In Chicago and southern Michigan, the backyard squirrels turned out to belong to two different species, eastern gray and eastern fox squirrels. Discovering the existence of adorable red squirrels the first time Russ and I went to Port Wing, Wisconsin, was truly magical. In my 30s and 40s, I was still discovering plenty of new things, but now at a slower pace, except when I stepped into the whole new world of the tropics. It was when I was 49 that I first went to Costa Rica and to Trinidad and Tobago. In my 50s, I went back to Costa Rica twice and got to go to Guatemala and Mexico as well. I was definitely slowing down a bit. The 14-year-old guide assigned to lead me to a horned guan in Guatemala when I was 55 was thrilled about how old I was. He exclaimed that I was even older than his grandma. We were lugging my spotting scope along, but that was hardly the real reason we were so far behind the men in their 20s and 30s who made it up that mountain much faster. Mentally, I wasn't slowing down, at least not that I could notice, but I was losing that hunger, the fire in my belly, to add ever more lifers. 
but of course I will always love seeing new birds, and I started out my 60s on 11-11-11 trying to see a truly spectacular and long-yearned-for lifer, a California condor in the Grand Canyon. It was cool enough that I got to go birding for the first time ever in Cuba, Peru, Uganda, Panama, Germany, Austria, and Hungary, but the real thrill was in seeing a handful of species I'd specifically yearned for for many years. Birds such as the Cuban toady, Andean cock of the rock, marvelous spatule tail, harpy eagle, Eurasian blue tit, and European robin. Adding birds to my life list was not the point. I was even thrilled to see an uncountable chucker wandering in my own neighborhood. It was during my 60s that I did a lower 48 big year, that is, going out to see as many bird species as possible in a single calendar year. And I was invited to lots of really cool speaking events, including at Harvard. That was for the Brookline Bird Club, which meets at Harvard as a matter of course, but still. I wrote six books, including one for National Geographic. It was just a pocket guide to birds, but it really impressed my daughter, which is very hard for me to do. And I'm almost done with another book. In every decade of my life, I've lost beloved relatives and friends and pets. I've also had some health challenges here and there, and they seem to be accelerating. But that has simply made me appreciate what a gift each day really is. I have a great dog, my husband is doing well, and right this moment there's a cool little Rufus hummingbird visiting some feeders, including mine, right here on Peabody Street. And when she's not in sight, I'm still taking great pleasure in my little chickadees. Seriously, who could ask for more? I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.